Welcome to the DJ and Dads podcast. This is episode 43. Welcome to the podcast. And it is your host here, Kyle Wilson. And of course, we have co-host Chris Coffey. Welcome in, man. How's it going? We got a lot of news to cover today. Chris has been at some FinCon events, met some pretty great people. We have a lot going on in the, the news space. You know, Bitcoin's popping off, crypto's popping off. Funko fiasco. We saw a B, some BB news and updates there. Dead drop. Lots of other stuff we're going to get into. Chris, what's going on, man? How was your week? What have you been up to? What's up, man? Uh, my week was great. I went to a financial content creators conference and I actually like did, I was on the media team. So I recorded, I did audio and worked with the conference. But the conference is about like content creators that are in the financial sphere. Not a lot of crypto enthusiasts there uh, yet. Uh, they'll come. And so I was that one crazy crypto guy. Uh, so I got challenged a lot, you know, because not only was it a financial content creators conference, a lot of these people are very frugal and very safe. So we're talking like S&P 500, you know, um, only or like very like safe investments. Whereas like, you know, I'm in the crypto space, but uh, it was really good. Uh, I met Slumdoge Millionaire, uh, the uh, guy who's, who took out a lot of his, a substantial amount of his money to put into Doge. And I uh, wrote it all the way to almost, I was like $10 billion and wrote it back down to like whatever it is now. I think it's like 30K or something like that. Uh, talked with him for a while. Talked with Larry uh, Jones. He was, he's like got 600K on YouTube. Uh, he's made a lot of, uh, of crypto videos. Uh, I watched Slumdoge's um, documentary that's coming out. It's it's coming out December 1st. Uh, it's him, this other girl. I don't remember her name, but she's a pretty big on TikTok, a couple hundred thousand on TikTok. And this other guy who went all in on mana. And um, basically it's called Dumb Money. And it's basically these people that like went all in last crypto cycle and like where they're at now. And uh, it was really good. It comes out December 1st on Apple Podcasts and something else. And yeah, also I asked him about Omi. So that was fun. That's awesome, man. But yeah, let's take a look here just real quick at the crypto crypto uh, market, as you can see, rolling through this list, um, you have tons of the crypto like tokens popping off. But I just wanted to throw in that into the podcast. Um, nice and green. Nice and green all across, you know, green candles. So a little bit of celebration. Um, Bitcoin kind of leading the charge here around that fake ETF. Apparently, people are still excited about the, the prospect of, you know, literally uh, what could be, I think, here. And like people are starting to bake in the price. So pretty interesting stuff. Um, it's it's Sounds like you had a really fun weekend or a uh, week, really, um, and what you did over there at FinCon. So uh, a lot of good. So you're sending me a lot of like really good information from the like notes you're taking away that we could add in either on the podcast or into our own personal content. So a lot of fun stuff out of that event. Uh, we have some kind of market report as well on the NFT slide that I'll uh, cover real quick. But uh, this is over here from Dune Analytics. So as you can see, this one is the market popping up a little bit. Uh, as you can see here, this is the daily volume for the past three months over here. Um, if we take a look at that, you can see on the right hand side, a little uptick here. And that's probably because as I, you know, just mentioning the crypto uh, space has been popping up a little bit. So um, is that is that kind of what you're thinking, Chris, as why you're seeing a little bit of this uh, little uptick, slight uptick here? Could 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 we be yeah. at the bottom? Is this the bottom? Is this confirmed? And now we're starting to see a little uptick. Another fun fact about the conference is I met uh, some, some employees of BlackRock. Um, they uh, they also have a branch called iShares. So iShares was there. They were a sponsor of the event. And I asked them about the uh, Bitcoin ETF and they like laughed about it because they like heard the whole coin telegraph that we covered last week on uh, my channel and on the newsletter. So be sure and subscribe that newsletter for all those updates. Um, but they actually laughed at it. But uh, and I try to talk with them a little bit about it. Is this the bottom man? Um, I've actually been talking about this like a decent amount. It's just so weird because like, you know, I feel like we're in the midst of like, not 
not really knowing if there's going to be like a, a large war um, that's going to affect us. And like, even like how that will play into crypto. Um, we're in the middle of a lot of uncertainty and not a great macro environment. Uh, but at the same time, like I have heard some traders that I look up to like last year at this time, perfect, almost like perfectly predict everything, basically talking about how it's going to be like kind of a downtrend year and towards the end of 2023, which is it what we're in right now, uh, that they can see people start uh, front running the hat, the Bitcoin having and kind of that front run, like never really slow down. So like, obviously, like uh, you can have like whatever they call them, like mini bulls or whatever like that. And like, it, you know, after that, it goes down. But uh, basically, people are preparing for what could be in Q3, Q4, 2024. Um, will that happen? I have no idea. Like I said, I just like there's so much uncertainty um, right now with literally everything. It's hard, it's hard to be confident. And like we were saying, even the S&P 500, even stocks, like I, I can't, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. Uh, I would like to say that, you know, we're just going to kind of see a, a gradual leg up and uh, things will get better. But uh, only time will tell as of now, man, it's 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 uh, stacking and chilling for long term and it's getting into nft and uh, ordinal projects that i enjoy um and maybe have utility or like gaming or like you know we talk about that on the channel or, or good art um this is chilling for me right now man yeah absolutely and if we look at the macro you, you know even with what's going on with some of the you know older crypto influencers let's take a look here at this where we could see an inflow of you know capital really so you know becker very controversial person in the crypto space you know he's funny goofy he puts on this persona, but has some pretty good points. You know, it says BlackRock knows their ETF has, uh, knows their ETF has super pumped Bitcoin, obviously fake news. Um, the 9,000 IQ move is to short it, use their influence to get it rejected to cause a turbo, turbo dump synced with the S&P, then, then buy it back all up. So the S&P has been going down, you know, it was on a kind of a small uptrend and now it's correcting. So um, some people think the S&P is going to dump out um, and then that crypto might correlate with the S&P. My thesis on it is is it could go both ways. I think, and let me finish reading this, by the way. It says, then buy it, it all up. It is backwards for me, by the way. I don't know then, if it is for the viewers as well. Then, so fi then file again. What So Becker means like file the ETF again because it's not approved yet. Then file again, knowing no one will buy this time. Then Turbo send it from the lows. So he thinks that, you know, BlackRock could have some moves here. My thoughts on this is everybody kind of knows this move in crypto, in my opinion. And what I think they'll do, at least the, the kind of like really savvy trade but what I think they could do is do whatever's easier. So if, let's say, Bitcoin, you know, people are expecting it to turbo dump and go down and correlate with the S&P, and a bunch of people put in all these shorts, is my thoughts is actually the opposite. Is actually, if they do see that, they might actually just uh, short squeeze everybody and make Bitcoin go up. And then we might see a little bit of decoupling with S&P and Bitcoin. I think they'll do whatever's easier. This could be an option that they could do for sure. But if they see an, an easier option to just short squeeze everybody out, then I think they'll just take the least path, uh, the least path of resistance, in my opinion. Okay. So that that's kind of like both sides of the coin. I think they'll take a look at this. A lot of people are like, oh, this is going to this could happen. So therefore it will happen. But I'm on the lines of these guys know both sides of the coin and they'll just do whatever's easier. And then they'll make they'll make money the easiest way and the easiest path forward. And then they'll look at the next move after that. That's just kind of my thoughts on it um but yeah i even replied to this and i said yeah i kind of had this on my scenario for sure but at the same time they could play both in since people know this too it's whatever is easiest to do we'll see anything's on the table i feel like at this point move forward so i think all all guns are on the table and they'll just do whatever you know is the easiest move that people give them you know yeah makes sense it's like, like 3d 3d chess this mirrored 
uh, screen. Just I feel like I'm reading like German. It's like trippy because like the PFPs are like look normal. They're just facing yeah. a different direction, but the words are like wild. Wait, is it backwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying earlier. Oh, so on your end, it's like backwards. Yeah, it's 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 backwards, but it's like even like harder to read than backwards. Like it's like upside down and backwards. <laughs> it's upside. Okay, so let me see. Is it does it look normal now? Oh, yeah, it's normal now. Oh man, you should have told me like an hour ago. I did. No, I, 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 no, I said bro. Chris <laughs> trying to sabotage the podcast. All right, so we're gonna move forward. Uh, and and then this, he kind of tweeted again, and we'll get into this too. Is the gaming side of things like his move is just kind of like take a little bit of the gains as soon as BTC like pumps the next time around, whenever that may be, you know, and then roll it into crypto or roll it into Web three games like right after that, like roll it really quickly into some of the games is kind of his. That's kind of my move already. That's been my move is wait on the next cycle, take a little bit of that ETH and BTC games and roll it into these like kind of micro small cap coins that you know will kind of do really well. Yeah, I was looking you know? at the uh, Dijon Finance. They do a really good job at recapping like uh, the macro market, NFT market and crypto market. And uh, they're basically saying that we might even see that in this like little mini cycle that we're having right now of like a rollover into uh, maybe another little small altcoin season. Yeah. And, and you take a look at kind of why this is the case too with these Web3 games. Um, Midnight Society probably will have token eventually. Um, just FYI, I'm assuming, you know, and look at the amount of views that this event had. Uh, you're talking about a quarter million views just two days ago um, around his Web3 game Dead Drop. Yep. And there's some, you know, familiar faces around that. You know, you had Dr. Lupo, uh, Z Laner, two huge, huge streamers. Uh, Crypto Stash is there. He was like Web3 native guy, Web3 gaming native uh, there at the event sitting next to Dr. Disrespect, like one person over on Z Laner side. Uh, so that was really fun to see. They have another channel, Midnight Society, had like 1,000 live viewers at one point, I think, too. Um, but yeah, you go back to Dr. Lupo Z Laner. They're streaming, playing dead, like Dead Drop and games that, that Dr. Disrespect's playing. And like you have Off the Grid coming down the pipeline that's built on Avalanche, which is, you know, you know Avalanche is a top crypto token yeah. as well. Avalanche um, was top mover over the weekend, I uh, at least for one of the days. Oops, wrong screen. But yeah, you can see Avalanche right there, rank 22. It's been moving up to having some nice gains, 6% over the last week. So this one, I, I assume, will continue to have a nice run up in the in the bull market. Uh, I hope as, so. I got some. <laughs> yeah. And other gaming projects too. Like, and if you look just at what's been going on on OpenSea the last seven days, you see Pirate Nation, number one, uh, Forge, which is another gaming-focused uh, NFT project. You have uh, Sugartown Auras and Block Games Dice. I don't know what Block Games Dice is. Parallel, though, is a, is a game. Um, Skyborn, I think, is a game as well. So you have a lot of games just literally dominate. And look here, you can see Dr. Disrespect's uh, yeah. founder's access pass right here as well in the notable collection tab. Um, so yeah, just a lot of games just being really dominant um, in, in terms of the NFT side of things. So this is why it's it's like, in my opinion, a good thesis that this we could see. Now, not every game's going to pop off. If we go to the gaming category, um, there's just like these weird, obscure kind of tokens, right? That in the gaming space. So not not all coins are created equal, but we could see some select, you know, gaming platforms do really well, uh, I think, in the sure. long run. You yeah, see Gala, so ApeCoin, Axie, Sandbox, you know, the usual suspects on the top of the list. I would consider Solana a gaming token as well, at least like a token to like a, a gaming like blockchain, like because like there's a ton of microtransactions that are cheap. And uh, we didn't even mention it yet, but Solana just reached $30 again, which is the highest it's been since the FTX collapse. Yeah. I mean, look at that on the list here. 
here. Um, Decentral Games right here. Actually, if we scroll up, it's like a kind of a bigger, like, I guess, casino gambling web like ecosystem. Um, Phantasma is an entire blockchain. So for built for kind of like NFT gaming. Um, Magic Craft is like the Web3, like um, World of Warcraft or something like that. I can't remember what it, uh, but that one, I think it's like in, influencers have kind of been behind that one. Rev, they have several games behind them. Look at the, look how small these are. Like four, we're talking 4.7 million market cap. These are literally nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. Wagme Games, 13 million. It looks like it, it kind of 15%. Yeah, they were, I think they went up to like 30 mil at one point, but they're back down to 13 mm-hmm. uh, mil market cap. Uh, so you're talking a lot. Boy, like Scott, could, did you see the video of him roasting BitBoy? I did. Bro, we should D-race, play that. <laughs> you know, D-Race is down there, 17. R-Fox is kind of like a metaverse play. Um, but yeah, it's just like UFO gaming. This is more of a launch pad. I remember um, UFO gaming, yeah. Yeah, that one ran up to like 40, 50 mil, I want to say, in the bull market. Now it's down to 24. Still, still not doing too bad, though. Yeah, Nakamoto Games. It's like an ecosystem. Um, the, I'm really more excited about the ecosystems than I am like one-off games or studios. If they're a studio building multiple games using the one kind of platform ecosystem, then I like that. Alluvium still doing really well. 243 million market cap. I mean, that's pretty significant for a game that's not even launched. Uh, you know, it's like pretty significant value for a game that's not even really out. It's just like Bro. little test betas. The price, you know? the price though. <laughs> $40? Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, shoot. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be smart. It would have been smart to take those gains when it ran up to like, it's like $1,800. That's what I'm saying. Token. Yeah, yeah. But look at the supply on this thing. I mean, you're talking total supply. I think it's actually less than nine million. I don't, I don't yeah, think this is even that's, correct. That's an. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of. It's like super finite. Yeah. Like, and then this is a deflationary token. So it's like, wow, that could in a bear market or in a bull market. You know, if this game's sure. fully launched and it's actually received really well, they're what they're doing is a basically a decentralized studio. Um, that'll be an interesting play long term. I know a lot of people interpret Alluvium as a game, but really what they're doing is they're building a gaming studio and mm-hmm. not just one-off game um engine i mean they're worth more than engine coin which is an entire blockchain that's been out for like years um but yeah anyways games could do really well here in the next cycle absolutely um, where's omi at omi let's take a look at the chart here we oh yeah we got to get into um the funko fiasco what's going on with that man okay. as i as i'm okay. pulling this uh chart up omi. yeah it's kind of one of the reasons why i bridged into omi uh but are are, are we in the green right now or like overall it, it's up or not overall but it's up 0.1 percent but it's been dropping off hard oh, since wow. it looks like the mid october of this month so it's it's dropped off real hard and it's just uh correct tick right there yeah yeah because i mean i'm sure the rsi is like you know negative 30 or something um so people are probably just trying to scoop that dip assuming it'll try to rebound but yeah it's been dropping off really hard since august so late august it's been you know kind of just on a downtrend pattern you know yeah. from that little uptick from august and yeah so it's been so i'm probably gonna make a whole separate video on this but i'll give them a little taste for the podcast listeners because you guys rock and um this is where we get to chill and really take a deep dive but um i i talked to slum doge uh, and asked him about omi i mean it wasn't like super informative he is basically like he still holds um he doesn't really think about it or talk about it a lot he just he bought it. i mean he spent like 15 grand and that's that's worth like you no know, very little now um so obviously as somebody 
somebody who's not like really involved in the ecosystem, it's like, well, that sucks. You know, I, I bought high and now it's like really low. And he's aware that like some kind of some of the things that happened, um, you know, with the team and everything like that. Uh, but he's not like out of it. Like he didn't sell. He's not like, I hate the token. I hate the thing. He's just kind of like, he spent a lot of money on Omi and VV. I uh, just for like some things to be released not long afterwards. And I asked him about Andre and, um, you know, seeing if Andre still holding and Andre is still holding, which is like what I respect, you know, because like uh, as we talked about last week or the week before, you know, CoffeeZilla released a uh, video calling out Logan Paul for pumping the price. Uh, what people don't really talk about is I don't think Andre had bad intentions whatsoever, but like he just happened to make a video on it, which was like his first crypto really besides like Bitcoin and ETH. Uh, it's like one of his first like like really small cap altcoins that he covered. And uh, around the same time or like right after Logan's podcast, that uh, definitely contributed as as Andre being like one of the more respected financial uh, YouTubers like on the platform, um, especially by like maybe like somewhat younger people. Um, but anyways, like I respect Andre for like not selling into that hype, you know, like he could have easily, even though I do think probably got a discount, at, mm. uh, you know, bulk discount from buying Omi. I don't think he sold into the pressure. Um, so like I respect him for that. I don't think there's anything wrong with him covering it, um, especially I mean, I'm as a content creator, like that's you're going to cover things like period, especially things you're interested in. And he obviously bought Omi, bought VVNFTs and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, man. And let's get into kind of the Funko side of things as well. Um, cool. Yeah, because like, I know on the NFT side, well, they did a fidgetal. They did this Iron Man, uh, you know, gold. Yeah. And uh, personally, I thought it kind of looked his head looked a little goofy. It looked a little cart. I don't know. Um, I would have bought this one around 75. And uh, I mean, it looks really good. The packaging um, looks really good. The foam, it comes in there. It does look pretty premium. Um, I would love to like actually feel it and see how, like I bet it weighs like a little bit a little bit of weight to it. You but I, I guess no, no, not for 150. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for 150, there's just so many things out there that I, I could like either save up for or even with my set, like I'm I'm upgrading my set. Um, and oh, or yeah. like you know I'm trying to get the Ninja Alerts team to like help me out with a Ninja, so mm-hmm. I'm saving up for one of those things too. Apparently, sure. Um, but yeah, so there's just you know a lot of expenses on my end. So 150 goes a long way. Uh, well, but yeah, I mean, 75 definitely would have considered this one. Um, I just that I can't get past that head though a little bit. Even a lot of people brought that up, but uh, that's just a little nitpick though. I still think it's it's cool in terms of the physical side. They did, however, it seemed like they I guess they botched the um, digital side. They minted too many commons and then they had to go and burn them. Um, so it's like this weird like back and forth on the day of the launch. It wasn't very at least from what I read. And um, you know, of course, I didn't go for it. I was just reading about it. But uh, yeah, it seemed like a little bit of a, a little bit of a botch, you know, and it, it is what it is. You know, sometimes on uh, these kind of drops, you'll you'll have those issues. But um, yeah, what's your thoughts about all this? The, the over minting, they, uh, I guess these mint numbers on the physical side aren't even, they don't actually even have mint numbers. They're just like literally just labeled one of six, 650 on like all of them that have like that are in this like collection there, this line. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a weird because if you go back to what David you was saying it made it sound like he was trying to hunt down the physical one yeah uh, I, I agree with that it just made it seem like I don't want to say a like like trying to pump it but it just kind of came off I, it, and I think even like what's his name BB Meister I think actually brought it up on Twitter um, as well but he did not actually say that you know but uh, it looks I think weird. He, was, he was just saying it looked weird right right yeah. so um, anyways that's kind of the Funko fiasco in a nutshell just so the viewers can like know what was going on um, that's yeah, what I'll, happened I'll, I'll, I'll we're just reporting on. the news here. We're reporting on it before right. we move on. Yeah, uh, I do like.
like that not not like but like in in david's not i don't know how to word this whatever and david's defense is i i'm glad that he chose to put that out there before the, the sale so like i'm glad he did it afterwards that way people mm-hmm. didn't fomo in and buy the collectibles um just to try to gamble away to try to get 40k so i'll give him that like you know like it didn't unless there was like maybe some type of like quick secondary market action going on i think he dodged a bullet because like i don't think people received them yet well maybe they just started receiving them and maybe now they're kind of like questioning okay well how's this gonna work but either way like everyone that wanted to buy the originals already bought and they already sold out so there's that but it, it to me his post made it cl- pretty clear that he's seeking the he didn't say physical or digital but like my understanding was the physical david's a huge physical collector he's paid premium prices for some of the best collectibles and comics that have anybody has and so to put up 40k bounty out there for the number one funko and the gold and whatever it was um to me it just immediately translated to the physical yeah um, yeah that's how, that's what i thought too yeah so unless i'm just misreading that it's just kind of weird that like after they launched it's like well actually these don't have and i, I don't think it's i don't think it's intentional by any means i don't think like david did this as like some weird scheme to like pump secondary price or whatever i, I think if it is like if it is true he was talking about the physical it's just a very horrible oversight of like the product and everything and what i don't get is they even like handed i guess one of these or multiple of these away as giveaways at D- at a designer not designer con at a comic con so it's like you surely saw it you know you saw that it doesn't have mint numbers that's not labeled uh so like it's just a confusing situation man i, I kind of wish he'd put a blanket tweet out there somewhere just saying like hey i actually was talking about the digital my offer still stands 40k for the secret rare number one and then he did say also in that tweet like 15k for like the the rarity under that but you know again for my understanding of who david is and what he likes i would have 100 put my money that he was talking about the physical yeah absolutely i mean it was confusing all around for sure like i i saw his tweet and i read it a few times because like is he talking about the nft side of things or is he talking about the the actual physical or maybe both like i was trying to i saw i kept reading it like i read it like four or five times and i was like okay well he's a physical collector and i kind of made the same conclusion as you i was like okay he's meaning the physical i think um so anyways like yeah the the price point super kind of kind of high from more most consumers you know if you're on vv it's like i think people like are more likely to spend a lot a high dollar on a funko like that um so that doesn't really surprise me that that one sold out but for the average like funko market most funko people are looking at you know spending you know nine or ten bucks on a funko so uh this is over here on now this is built on wax so (laughs) take it with a grain of salt um you know some people don't like wax wax is kind of more difficult to use as well um credit to vv for like obviously being easy to use um you know they have a mobile app and all this other stuff as well as as a lot of the viewers already know but this is kind of the price points that i like um and i would like to see you know hopefully either vv or some platform out there uh one day whether it be on you know vv or wherever you know these lower price points and do fun stuff like this where you can have like so they have like these cool tokens or like if you mint a certain rarity and above you can redeem them for a physical funko which makes it almost like um you know the the, the actual mm. physicals that's really uh, cool yeah like they, it makes them rare so uh for example let's go to the back to the future they had this cool physical marty or that you're seeing here in the middle um so this basically makes this marty physical you know funko really really rare because only the people that it were able to mint those you know uh grails and all that kind of stuff uh nfts can redeem it so that's what makes it really cool and it gamifies the whole aspect 
and you get these cool like animated cards go along with it um so i'd like to see a little bit more of that kind of gamification on the side of things uh great that these are on like if you're not a fan of wax this probably is not too exciting for you uh but they have been dropping these over here for a while they do sell out these are like instant sellout type of stuff on some of these ips over here so you have like power rangers adventure time jurassic park so you have some pretty big ips over here that have been dropping you know over the i guess over the years or you know years yeah i guess 2021 you had bob ross i would have bought that one i'm not gonna lie um this one could have been on like the most obscure chain and i probably would have bought it still (laughs) because look at this like look at that that's that's pretty cool cool. anyways um enough of that there's uh two more physicals that came out last week um i went for the dot swoosh shoes i got them the nikes i'm super excited about them that's right Uh, yeah i'm actually gonna wear them um they because i i have the my puma uh, shoes that came from an nft that are limited but i'm just gonna like collect those and keep it in the box uh but these nikes i'm gonna wear them it says uh this is not a jpeg on the back of the heel they're white and black they just look really clean did, did you go for them uh no i, I mean i i tried but they were sold out so what were you like yeah, a little late i just yeah i was a little late um okay, I, I just a lot of stuff i had going trouble on. i had trouble and i still got through uh i was working the conference i like got like somebody on my team to watch my my booth for me and uh it's funny because like i literally have on me on recording from our podcast saying all right guys when you uh go for this drop make sure you have all your account information in already that way it goes smooth i go for the drop and i ended up my account card was linked to my apple um wallet and i don't have like any money on my apple wallet so i had to like go do a different payment method and put one of my cards in and i was having trouble with the first card it like wouldn't accept it basically i had a lot of trouble i was like frick and so it took me like a solid like five to ten minutes um like trying to get it but i I was still able to get my my size in that's why i was that's why i was a little shocked when you said you couldn't get it because uh i feel like anybody who was there during like the first 15 minutes maybe got the shoe size they wanted oh yeah i was was later than that yeah there was a couple shoes that sold out i forgot about it yeah i kind of forgot uh, about the drop i was like ready to go but i just i've been really needing some more shoes and i love nft merch so like i i set alarms and stuff but um there was like size 14 i think size 12 that were sold out within five minutes i guess those are like the most popular i'm not a shoe collector but i guess those are the most popular sneaker sizes i don't remember the exact sizes but there's two that went out like that um and then my size was still was still available though so yeah yeah i i should have played it was a as an l but what can you do i like nft merch too i'm wearing my hoodie in my my hat here yeah 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 because we were talking about it earlier i didn't even notice it until after the conversation it's obscure it is it's too obscure that needs to be like purple like the the alluvium purple yeah this is so this is like super premium this is kind of like mirrors what i don't know if you're familiar with like black paris or even what gucci does they do that they do black on black kind of stuff it's a little bit better like if i turn on my i don't have my uh my light on that like i'm in degen mode right now but uh you can see it a little bit better and and in person so it's like it's embroidered and whatnot can you read it Uh, it says creator says i am a creator speaking of creator let's take a look at another kyle (laughs) no let's take a look at another uh collectible here that that dropped okay uh so this is an ar comic that it's like made by i think it's like an indie kind of uh developer or make sure the sound's not copyright if you're playing it no i'm not gonna play the sound we're just gonna do the uh the audio um or the uh visuals only but this is kind of a creepy like post-apocalyptic like you got you can actually so this is very interesting chris this has a game well hang on let's see here you actually have you can fight the algorithm and it has games inside the comic 
bomb you, that you can actually play. What? So this is like, yeah, look at this. Like it's a shoot, shoot, boom, boom. Uh, so you can actually play in this. Co- like this is really cool. I've never seen this before. That is cool. And not only that, it's like, uh, and they have like this game too. Like, and they have that creepy guy. You got to shoot down, I guess, a boss, final boss. Look at this AR. Given that, like, they need to add occlusion to it. But look at that. That's so Whoa. cool. That's insane. It's called End of the World. Yeah, End of the World Pizza. Trevor well, would even like this. Yeah, like would. so. I need to tag him. And I, I guess down here, Benevol on, on Twitter. Uh, he's a he's a pretty cool guy. Um, he said I I had the end of this pie on Spaces earlier. What's coming is epic. Uh, the NFT gets redemption of the physical comic free and access to spatial metaverse coming this week. So I thought that was super cool. I'm like definitely got to highlight this wow. on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, that's really cool. The heck? So you know the beginning of it. There, what I was gonna say earlier was like it says like somebody's the murderer and you got to find out who it is. Like that's based off of a real life horror game, which is like a uh, murder mystery. I actually played that. Like I did a IRL one when I was in high school. It was really cool. It was for somebody's like sweet 16. And uh, we did a murder mystery and it was really fun. Basically, it's like you all like are one part of like a big story. Somebody gets murdered and then you got to like find out who the murderer is. Was, look at was, that quality cool though. That's, that's actually that's sick. Look at the eyeballs on that. That's creepy. So I that is so cool. So this dropped, I think, on the 20th. So this was a few days. It dropped a few days ago. It looks like these will be the avatars, possibly. It says see you in the metaverse. Um, and this looks like either on like a some kind of a camera or something. I don't know. That could be it. Anyways, very cool little project. I mean, if they keep dropping stuff like this, I don't think they're going to be little. But um, speaking of other drops, uh, the ninja pre-sale is here. Hey, oh, let's go. That's my ninjas. Yeah. Snap, snapshot this Saturday. Final, your final warning. Use, uh, use Kyle's link to register. Down in the description below, you, you know what to do. <laughs> And, uh, you know, if you hit the top 300, you can get an organization badge on on X. Uh, do that at your own risk and your own reward. Yep. Um, but anyways, a little bit about that. Um, I just, can I, can some... I say something about that real quick? So yeah, yeah. our there's a controversy, I guess, about like our mint price. Um, it's access to a tool uh, that we're developing. Some tools that are in development cost literally millions and millions of dollars if you don't know anything about developing and, and hiring teams to do to uh, to work on things uh, on top the art on top of the affiliates on top of the marketing like on top of like literally everything we have so like um we're aiming you know obviously like it, it's our goal to be one of the top projects on ordinals and uh, we're aiming for that uh we're competing with like uh omb um they they minted out at like 0.05 uh btc um there's another popular one on chain monkeys is a pretty high mint um, that was, yeah that was like 5k or something yeah just to mint the top top ones exactly so yeah. like compared to like the other like pre pretty well-established strong community ordals like we're pretty cheap um compared to those and that's kind of what we we're going after uh we don't want we don't want people to paper hand obviously we want people to like like what they have and um use it and use it as part of their brand so like uh, we're we're building for quality so uh just to say if anybody's watching that's minting and is kind of thrown off by the mint price i think it's a uh, 0.02 total right now for pre-sale um it's uh 0.01 you have to have 0.01 in your wallet like it's like a down like a deposit and then uh, uh, 0.02 total for the mint. Which uh, with this, I, I'm with this market to... right now is, is getting more expensive. Exactly. I know. I know. I'm like, can you guys like like have a have a, like one of those adjusting prices based on the market <laughs> fluctuate? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to scoop one of those. You know. Sure. You, know you know. I've been supporting it just before y'all even launched. You know what I'm saying? So um, you did, man. You did. Yeah. So what's up? Uh, uh, I was gonna mention this earlier before we get off the collectible topic. Uh, what about the Pokemon? 
on on Magic Eden. I was away this week. I hate wasn't it. Able to I hate it. I you went hate for it. it. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't hate it. I don't. I didn't go for it. <laughs> what? After all that, you didn't go for it? Nah. Yeah. Like uh, you, these ninja drops. You know, I was like, I I knew that there was gonna be a price to pay. So I'm like, dude, every I gotta save every dime. I get I it. Get this ninja, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And then I'm working on getting a, a better camera for my setup. So I've been rocking wow. this Brio 4K webcam for like two or three years, whatever. I'm trying to upgrade, get an HD camera, like one of those nice ones that you have. Um, and those aren't cheap. So uh, Not- there's just a lot going on uh, behind the scenes that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thankful I got my uh, I got my wife who's a photographer. So I just use her equipment. But being at the, working at that conference, there's a lot of things I feel like I can get like attachments for cameras and like equipment to like make my flow better as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's key, man. It's key to have a good setup when you're a content creator and have like all the make your workflow so much more efficient, crisp and quality. Like sure. I, I have everything I need around me. Now the the camera's literally like the last thing. Um, I'd like to have a nicer set Um, and I'll have it maybe more like, I don't know. I don't want to say like, I'll have it less gamery. I think long term, it'll still be like fun, but like there'll be a balance of like professionalism with with a little bit of fun mixed in um, to have maybe more professional persona. But we'll yeah. see. I don't know. We'll, we'll, I don't know. It's just all talk. Well, the only way to get there Let's- is uh, like and subscribe. Uh, also follow yeah. our newsletter at Alpha Media Labs uh, every single Monday at two o'clock. Yep. And uh, before we end it, I guess we skipped over the lightning drama, Taproot's assets, but we'll, we won't talk about that. Yeah. It's just, Chris, <laughs> you said, nah, we'll just dunk on it and just move on. Um, okay. Cool. Well, that's it for the podcast. Again, do what Chris just said. Of course, next week, at, in terms of YouTube wise, we'll be on the Chris's channel that week. Um, you can catch us on literally any audio, popular audio podcasting app out there. Um, give us a follow on that as well. Again, if you want to help dads out um, that are doing some cool stuff in the space, be sure to you know subscribe to those audio podcasts as well. And you know where to find us on Twitter and all that good stuff. With that being said, we'll see you guys next week and be like an NFT, be authentic, and we'll catch you guys later.